Welcome back to Cinematics, everyone. I'm fucking Bali. And I'm Ryan. Today we're going to be exploring Resident Evil Apocalypse during our little video game adaptation run that we're doing here on the show. The reason I chose Resident Evil Apocalypse was it has the most to do with the games that Resident Evil has to offer. It has the Nemesis, it has Jill Valentine, it has Carlos Oliveira, it has Raccoon City, and it follows Resident Evil 3 Nemesis fairly closely in some regards. The first one was a pretty far cry from what the first game was, and then the second one is as close to the game as you're going to get, and then the rest of them are just a complete departure with characters from the game thrown in. So with that being said, let's get right into it, boys and girls. Excuse my unenergetic tone. Today we're going to be talking about Resident Evil Apocalypse. Released on the 10th of September 2004, directed by Alexander Witt. Written by Paul W.S. Anderson. Also has a rating of 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. For some reason, the plot keywords to this movie are bare breasts, bangs, blonde woman, barefoot woman, and miniskirt. I think that about sums it up. This movie had a budget of $45 million. Its opening weekend made $23,036,273 as of September 12th, 2004, with a gross USA takeaway of $51,201,453, with a cumulative, cumulative worldwide gross of $129,342,769. I would just like to say... Whatever happens from here, you picked this. This was your movie, Polly, so... I, I... Those plot... I have to say those plot keywords before we go any further, because I, I think that it, it deserves to be briefly mentioned and then <laughs> yeah. left behind and never talked about again. Because holy what the fuck. It's like, is this... Are you selling this as a porn? Like, what is, what is this yeah. supposed to be? This is not a fuck... This is... I mean, I get it. Keywords, <laughs> yeah. keywords are really important ways for people to find things, but it's really telling of who they're marketing to. Yeah, and how much of an opinion they have about this. I I used to be the sort of person who was a little bit proud that the Resident Evil movies were <laughs> Canadian. Mm. I knew they were. I always thought of them as not very good movies, but um. But they were still fun, you know. And I was like, whatever. Great, successful Canadian storytelling. <clears throat> you were saying. Uh, yeah, well, so that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> I'm going to not talk about these ever again. But I think it's very telling. Somewhere in the midst of my notes, I said that this is an R-rated movie made for 14-year-olds. That's exactly what it is. It's rated R... But really, they should have just toned it back a little bit so that they could get that 14A. Yeah, cause because it feels it feels like a really watered down R-rated movie. Yeah, I don't know why it's R-rated. I I'm yeah. thinking back and like they didn't say fuck very much. Like I think once you say it twice, it's an R-rated movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't think they said it once, so that's out. Oh, but I guess there's there's boobs everywhere yeah there's a there's a few scenes of boobs everywhere so that's yeah. probably why it's r-rated mm -hmm. the 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 why there were like mostly naked zombie ladies i don't know <laughs> like that, that like there's no purpose to it at all this is just reminds me of something crusty the clown said in the simpsons remember kids tv violence is okay as long as you don't show a nipple <laughs> it's funny because it's true especially in like, this movie man like yeah like and they rip off so many things first of all not just even themselves like this isn't <laughs> it isn't like they took stuff out of the games and put it in the movie because they did that too but like mm. 
the the whole waking up in a hospital with no idea what's like they literally ripped off the beginning of fucking uh, yeah 28 days later like yeah. beat for beat shots yeah. of the outbreak and then wake up without knowing what like it's the same fucking intro and i looked it up because i wanted to make sure i looked it up and 28 days later was 2002 the same year that the first resident evil came out mm, right so they a hundred percent took that the thing like one of the things like as a as a video game adaptation that really kind of bugged me about this movie is they didn't really do anything new with it compared to the last one like they just said oh we'll have we'll have more zombies and we'll have more liquors and they'll be out in the open and that's and we'll have the nemesis like the nemesis is the only new addition to this like there the zombie dogs were in the last one the liquors were in the last one. The zombies were in the last one. And then they're just like, well, now instead of having just one liquor, we'll have two of them or like three or however many there were. And then instead of just a lab full of zombies, we'll have a city full of zombies. And yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, it. it's probably a budgetary thing, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you guys have done the zombie dogs. I know that they're kind of, a fan favorite like the zombie dogs are cool and everything and they made them look really good in this movie like like even better than the last one i think but it's just i don't know it just doesn't really do anything new like there's so many there's so many different creatures and and characters and everything else from resident evil that you can you can add to this and they just don't they just I don't know. I guess in a way they're just giving people more of what they want, I suppose, but it just kind yeah, of I sucks mean, they don't do anything new with it. There's, you know, there's there's that idea that if you're going to make a sequel to something it has to expand the world and add to the to the world in some way or another mm-hmm. or or to the characters. Um and I would actually argue that for the most part it does enough that I was fine with it, like adding say the nemesis or like upping the stakes because the the infection is now out like Mm -hmm. those kind of things are enough change that to me it kind of justifies it in a way i guess and and also the the reveal of like the alice clone program um oh at the end where she has those psychic powers or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and and they don't really explain it, but having watched some of the other ones as well, I I am aware mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know they are cloning her regularly and things. So it adds enough to the world that that part didn't really bother me too much. Right. It was just. It was just more. Like the. The the execution of a lot of it was not. Um, they tried to do some things that mm. didn't work. Yeah. You know, like one of the biggest problems that I, I had with it was the constant s- sort of slow motion. Oh, that weird. Whatever that, the fuck they were doing. That stupid filter they put over everything. Like well, when, that you first, too, but when you first see the zombies. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's like a there's a specific. It's kind of like um, this flickering sort look. of sort of thing. It's almost like they filmed it in 16 frames per second and then slowed it down or 24 frames per second and then slowed that down to get that jittery kind of um, like somewhat slow motion effect. But the the either see now in my mind, you you, you have you have to do it correctly. Well, no. okay. let, let, let me let me change that. You don't have to do something the right way if you own the way you're doing it and it works for the situation fine you you can do things differently so like you know normally when you do slow-mo you would up the frames per second so that when you slow it down it has a smoother image because it's playing back the right number of frames or, or a somewhat appropriate number of frames um and maybe they were going for that jittery look but it and and in certain circumstances, I think that would have worked and it would have been justifiable. But, like, it was combined then with the just absolutely complete ADD editing that can't stay on a single shot for more than three seconds at a time. And every single shot is shaky or moving somehow. 
And it, it just, it, I, I couldn't tell, it's impossible to follow anything that's going on when the camera's doing it. And, and that's most of the movie. Even, even in the scenes that are not meant to be that ridiculous, it's just like some calm thing or like semi-calm, the camera's still not even, it's always moving in awkward yeah, ways that make it so hard to follow or see anything. Yeah, and the other the other problem with the uh, the fight scenes too is, especially that the the end battle with the nemesis. Um, oh my god! Like, what the hell? Like it was, like just the amount of cuts, and how close the camera shots were. It was it was worse than watching a fucking boring movie, man. I'm not even kidding you. It, like it. it it was i mean the first the first time alice fights anybody it's the sequence is probably only 10 seconds long it's just like a quick disarm or something and i'm pretty sure in those 10 seconds there was six or seven shots yeah and people people always talk about that one shot in uh i think it was taken three or something like that you ever see that shot no, or I, sorry, I ser- series one. of shots where he's climbing a fence and it, it, it and it cuts like eight times. I mean, they they do it in action movies all the time. And there's, yeah, there's moments for it. Yeah, totally. Uh, but you have to like, tell what's being like. You have to be able to tell what's going on. You have to be able to tell what's going on. It has to serve a purpose that you're doing it, and it has to not be completely distracting. Like like there's there's this um, this. Uh, what would you call a technique i guess where you shoot the same thing from different angles and replay it somewhat like the perfect example is from triple x the scene where he's jumping the fence on a dirt biker yeah i think i i think i know where you're going with that yeah and so they like they show most of it and then they cut to another angle and they go back and you extend out that moment yeah exactly yeah and and it works and you mm-hmm. if it's done properly and it's watchable but the problem is when you do it's got to be watchable and it's got to be comprehensible otherwise all you're doing is just hurting people's brains yeah like i had a i had a really bad migraine the day before i watched this movie and then the next day i was watching it and at the end like i felt it coming back just from all the cuts and flashes and just oh man there there were parts that were pretty hard to watch there's another issue that i have with this movie and it's the sound design mostly with the zombies mostly with the zombies like in the games the zombies had like they had this creepy moaning sound like they sounded like zombies are supposed to sound but in this they sound more like vampires they're always like hissing and shit and i'm like i don't know it just doesn't yeah doesn't make any sense like i i hate I- I hated the sound effects that they used for the zombies. I, I didn't. I didn't notice that when I watched it through the first time. I I didn't realize that they were doing that. But but now that you say that, and I think back on it, I can definitely see and hear some of those. And they, yeah. they do kind of almost sound like rabid. Yeah, of. exactly. Like, which like I mean, fair. I, I again I, I will never fault somebody for trying to do something different mm-hmm. but but I, I I agree I don't I don't think it works yeah I don't think it works yeah like one of the things that because I, I was I was pretty young like I, I played I think I watched somebody play the first Resident Evil when I was like six or something like that and then I think I played a little bit of the second one when I was like eight like when it came out. And that was one of the things that freaked me out the most about zombies in general was just the sounds that they made. Like they were just so creepy sounding. And well, and when you're when you're like, I haven't played much. I don't think I've played any of the Resident Evil games, actually, but I've played zombie games Mm. and I've seen some of the Resident Evil stuff. And and, you know, going through dark, quiet spaces and then just hearing moaning sounds everywhere the humanness of it mm-hmm. is yeah. what makes it so creepy. Yeah, and in in the Resident Evil games, like 
you could hear when they were close by, but then they did something where it sounded like you could just hear them all across the city, like the city was completely infested with them. And that was that could have been something they could have added to the movie just when they were walking around talking about nothing. <laughs> Most of the time there was, there was a lot of that. Yeah, like at least like yeah, they had the fires going and they had that kind of stuff, but if you could hear if you could just hear the amount of zombies that were in the city just as they were walking around, it would have given you more of a, a sense of uneasiness just because, like, you know, they were, they were everywhere. They were just completely infested, and when they were walking around, you couldn't even hear them. I mean, also, may, maybe it was a budgetary thing, but I also didn't get the sense that they were everywhere. You mm. don't actually see... A, a, a solid level of infestation until right at the end when they all swarm. Yeah. But other other than that, there's like, you see bits and pieces here and there, but it's not like the entire city has been turned into zombies. Yeah, because they, they could have um, really expanded on that too, just, you know, as as the the stars members and the umbrella the umbrella of uh, goons or whatever, like as more of them were taking out, like taken out, like maybe just have it like as a progression and then you could just see like, you know, just the big mobs, and then suddenly, you know, they were just all over the place, just scattered. Like, I think there was one scene where they were walking around, and you seen one in the background, or, like, one or two of them, but it wasn't, I don't know, you just never get, got, yeah, you just never got that sense that it was just... It never felt like it was uncontainable. Which is the thing that they kept saying, oh, we can't contain it, we have to nuke the town, but it's like, other than that one guy who gets infected at the gate and so they close the gates off right at the beginning there and then like moments of that like all it would take was sending in a goddamn like military unit and they could have finished it off they had the manpower they just didn't use it properly at all in any way shape or form and then they abandoned whatever like random attack squads were there if they'd done a strategic sweep of the city from end to end with like a full unit with all their troops and like their machines and whatever they it felt it did not feel like it was an uncontainable outbreak yeah well really all you need is carlos jumping out of a helicopter with two desert eagles (laughs) apparently (laughs) like because they they also (laughs) that i didn't understand that like zombies as far as i know don't have emotions all they feel is hunger, essentially. And yet, when he comes flying out and starts shooting them, they all start running away, like they're afraid of him. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that was... I, I saw in your notes you made a comment about where they all go. Well, they all ran away. It was like he was <laughs> jumping out. And it, it was it was mixed into that ridiculous, stupid editing <laughs> that made it impossible to tell what was going on. But I, what it looked like to me, it was close-ups of... Uh, him flying through the air with desert <laughs> eagles and then close-ups of like a couple of zombies here and there sort of running away yeah from him and getting <laughs> shot in the back oh fuck man he's got two guns and he's coming out of a flying shit let's get out of here man guys it's carlos cheese it then they just like <laughs> shamble away <laughs> but no so they, they ran away and i'm like first no i thought it was just a bad Why? editing decision or just a uh well, I mean, it was that too. You know, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, where, where'd all the zombies go? But yeah, <laughs> they just booked it. <laughs> Shit, <Yep>. it's Carlos. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> See, one of, my, one of my other gripes is the movie doesn't even follow its own rules. I know why they did this, and I think I know it. I think you know what I'm getting at. But it's that scene in the graveyard where they, the zombies all come out of the ground. First off, why the hell would you go to a, a cemetery? Yeah, exactly. In a zombie, that's that's stupid. Yeah, it's that, like like nobody would do that. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's Alice. She's just like, yo, I ain't afraid of no fucking ghosts. I'm Alice, bitch. They're uninfected for one. They're just corpses in the ground. Yeah, they're just corpses in the ground. They're they're not infected with the T virus, so there's that's no a good reason. Point. How would they have gotten infected? Yeah, there's no reason. Because even when I saw it in the theater, and every time I watched it since then, I'm just like. Why are they 
rising from the grave. Like, they're not infected. No, they haven't been bit. They haven't been exposed. There's no reason for them to... Yeah, and odds are their brains and nervous systems are probably deteriorated anyways, so there's no, you know... I didn't even think of that, because it's just, like, the zombie tropes are so inundated in my brain. I'm so brainwashed by the genre <laughs> that I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and like it would have it would have made sense if they would have described and this could have been a cool cool like plot point in the movie or something like where they're, you know, they're like the T virus is mutating, like it's starting to infect other things now. That would have made sense because that does happen in the games from time to time where you're walking through graveyards and they start coming out of out of the graves and everything. But in this, it doesn't make any sense. I'm pretty sure Nemesis is also uh, has got T virus cells as well. So, and in the game, he like mutates all the time. The more he's damaged and everything, so it would have been kind of cool to maybe see Nemesis mutate. Like maybe Alice beats him once, and then he comes back, and he's like this other thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he's got that. There's that whole like tier of mutation thing. Yeah. But then he's he gets shot endlessly. Mm-hmm. And nothing comes of that. Like he when he, when he's going against the the stars guys who were all uh, bunkered up and they like pump hunt like so many bullets into them. Yeah, and he's just like, it's it's not bulletproof because that that was one thing. Like his his suit's supposed to be bulletproof, right? But it it isn't in the movie. It's he's being punctured. You can see it going through him. He's just immortal i guess yeah he just heals really fast or something i don't know see the other thing is too is in resident evil 3 nemesis doesn't have the tentacles in this and i don't know if this is a ripoff of the nemesis or if it's a completely different resident evil creature on its own or something or he could be a tyrant but in resident evil 3 uh the main guy dr isaacs or whatever he becomes something like the nemesis like i think he might be a tyrant but he has the the tentacles and stuff, so I don't know if that was... I mean, it would be kind of a big undertaking to have all these different mutations of the Nemesis and, you know, putting the ten tentacles in there. So it was kind of cool just even seeing Nemesis Nemes, Nemesis in his, his primary form, I guess. But it would have just been cool to see him do something else. Yeah, I mean... Other than walk around and bust through walls like the Kool-Aid Man and stuff like that. There's, yeah, there, there's only so much time. Yeah, that's all. That's always the problem with movies is that there's not, there's never enough time mm -hmm. to do as much as as I think. It's especially with adaptations of games and things like that. Like there's there's so much that can't be touched on, and you yeah. just have to find a way to. It would be more excusable if the stuff that was in it was all uncuttable. You know, where, like, if, if everything in the movie was, was good and it was just a matter of there's not enough time to, mm -hmm. to include other things, yeah. then I'm like, sure, okay. Mm -hmm. But they left, there's so much stuff in there that's just doesn't make any sense, See, serves no purpose. The other thing that could have worked for that is, you know, they could have let him have one mutation anyway. Say, you know, from his from his first form up to his second form, there could have been something that happened in the movie so that when Alice bottom at the end he was like this bigger fucking stronger version of the nemesis and she's like oh shit i'm like really fucked now but instead and it really wouldn't be that difficult because no. all you'd have to do is like they get into a fight she pumps some bullets in it and oh look it's almost dead like there could have even been a point it would have been a great tension builder when mm -hmm. they have their showdown that maybe she like I don't know, hits it with some kind of big fucking spear or something or shoots a, a bunch of bullets into it and whatever else. Yeah. And it goes down and you're like, oh, she got it. Yeah. And then and then it mutates there and gets back up, but it's now mutated. Yeah. And it's while it's mutating, it gives her a chance to get away. So it makes way more sense how she would get away, first of all. Yeah. And then second of all, it's the perfect showing without adding any time or effort to the movie it just makes it better yeah and without... like my idea was like the first encounter that she has with the nemesis maybe she beats him and then you like you think he's dead or whatever 
and then there could be like another shot like a little later down the line or whatever where you actually see just like a hint of him mutating and then you know that he's going to come back for the end and you could just like exactly i don't think you'd really have to cut anything out of the movie even though there's a lot that could be cut also fucking jill valentine man is a fucking asshole um yeah because when I they're mean, at the school, she's like, she's like, have you ever used one of these before? And she's like, no. She's like, it's simple. Just try to shoot him in the head. It's like, you asshole. And then, of course, she goes off and dies immediately because, <laughs> yeah. like, she's not, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you force her to split off? She's not a fighter. She doesn't know how to fight. She keeps telling you that. Yeah. There's no reason to send her off by herself. And guess who gets dead because of it? But there's no repercussions. She doesn't feel bad. Yeah. She never. We never talk about the girl again. Oh no, she does. Mentions her in a passing thing where she's like, where she has the video camera, and then she gives it to Alice. She's like, oh, you're gonna need this or whatever, and then Alice. Yeah, but but there's know, no like. Yeah, she doesn't feel bad or anything. The, like Jill's no, a complete fucking sociopath, basically. The only the only thing that was important about that news character is that she made a bunch of shit on the video on her video camera, and then when she dies, they get to pick it up. Yeah, and Alice gets but gets to mug for the camera and narrate. I do appreciate the wraparound though, because I hate recaps. I really hate recaps. Mm. Uh, I mean, it was helpful be- for this because I haven't watched the first movie in so long that it yeah. kind of like jump-started my memory a little bit when i went through this, yeah th- that's fair yeah but generally speaking recaps at the beginning of movies bother me and long-winded voiceover narration telling you plot annoys me so i appreciated that they wrapped it around and made it actually part of the narrative mm-hmm. and fit with the story that was kind of a clever way of of I would say that they they that. executed that right. At least she wasn't narrating throughout the entire thing because that would have got oh, really God. annoying really quick. I would have shot myself. <laughs> also, talk. You said something about comic relief earlier, and we talked earlier about video game like connections and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will admit that I laughed a little bit when when um. Uh, the, GTA motherfucker. I'm glad you understood what I was going for <laughs> Dude, there. Dude, that used to be one of my favorite scenes in a movie. Like, I still find it funny. Like, I think if anybody was in the position that LJ was in, where there's a zombie infestation, <laughs> I just like how he's just driving around, like, through all the chaos, <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, wow. And then, <laughs> and then he just sees GTA, one. GTA motherfucker. And then he just sees one crossing the street, and he just fucking nails him. I mean, it's totally, it's totally reasonable. It's, it's a little weird that the GTA reference is there because that means the GTA exists in this universe. That's the biggest thing. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so you've played that video game, have you? <laughs> but like beyond that, it, it's kind of funny. It's a nice little moment of, you know, a glimpse into the world. Well, the, the other part I found, because like I got a few laughs out of LJ throughout the movie like there was the other part when they were in the school and she's like alice is like when were you bitten he's like three hours ago and he's like you've been bitten motherfucker i was hanging with you and shit he was he's one of the few people whose performances are are believable there's a lot of really bad acting in this movie i didn't mind carlos either i thought he was he was probably one of the characters that was a little closer to having some personality carlos was decent I mean, Alice, Alice is Alice. I don't think that her acting was bad. I think that Valentine, I don't remember the actress's name. Every time she said something, it was just, it was either way too intense or, or else it was completely lacking any kind of emotion at all. And it didn't feel like it was done intentionally or that it was meant as a character piece it just felt like the dialogue she had and the performances she was making out of it were just not good and and even even ashford like his character is cool and he's got some really great moments but there is so much of what he says and does that is just so flat and does Mm -hmm. not come across at all 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of one of the other issues that I had with this movie is like Ashford in the games was a bit of a psycho and like a recluse and stuff like that. As far as I remember, I know that he was not like that in the games at all. Like he was a bit of a he was a bit of a psycho and he was the guy who created the T virus for very different reasons than saving his daughter and everything. I I did like that angle though. I like that it's it's taking it's it's putting the um real people into it that that's one of the things too that i actually i liked a lot about the new uh star wars movies don't crucify me um but i i like that they they make things more black and white and that's what his or less black and white and that's what his character does you know he's like he works for umbrella he made this this virus he's worked in their research department and it's not like his hands are clean yeah. But his motives were good and overall he seems like a reasonable human being and it gives some personality and some depth to the corporation that makes it more interesting than just blanket faceless evil entity you know because like even what's his face when the the big bad of the movie gets munched on as they're flying away in a helicopter then then after all they crash another like officer guy is down there and he looks fucking like the same person they're not the same person but when he first walked in the the guy who had this sort of like i'm the commanding officer sort of thing and he walks into the helicopter crash site he looked fucking like oh, the same yeah, person yeah that's dr you isaacs know? from the third one he's the guy who becomes like the tyrant or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> he's there it's just a other than ashford all of the people we've seen related to this company are just facelessly evil. And if they're not faceless, they're all basically the same face. So he is a nice breath of fresh air, if you will. There's so much of the stuff that people do that doesn't even make any sense. You know, like, I mean, the nuking thing didn't make sense for reasons we'd already talked about. The The logic of closing the gates and killing all those people at the beginning made no sense. They're like, there's one zombie. Shoot the zombie and everybody else will be fine. You don't have to worry about it. Although I guess maybe they wanted to kill them all because well my or something. Yeah, that's that was my thing is like I think he used that as an excuse just to test out how deadly the T virus actually was. I mean that that's fair, I guess. And then the other thing too is they're like they're in the when they're in the church and and they split up again cuz fucking why does everybody always split up? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but they split up again. And then Alice gets back, and, and uh, they grab her and pull her into the shadow, and they're like, oh, oh, they're everywhere. There's four of them. What? They got us boxed in. And they're like, oh, Newsley's like, oh, what are we going to do? And then Mr. Soldier Man's just, let's go. <laughs> just run out in the middle of all of these things that have us boxed in and shoot at them, because then that makes sense. And then we'll just, like... Oh, wait, we're out of ammo. How did this happen? I guess we'll just stand here in the middle of this fucking cathedral without any... It's like, damn it, Duke. You're in doom. You should know better than this. You're smarter than this. You've killed many zombies before. You should be able to handle this. (laughs) You know, like, they they should know strategy and tactics, and that is neither of those things. Yeah, it's just like, let's waste all our ammo, and then hopefully some random character that doesn't have anything to do with these games will come in and save us on a motorbike and just completely annihilate these things. I don't know, man. Like, And make us feel shitty about ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That that entrance, like, Mila, Mila Jovovich, like, I don't know, she just doesn't look right holding shotguns like there's there's one shot in it where she holds it outstretched with one arm and you can see her hand shaking like those guns aren't light like it's just like i don't know they they could have come up with a better idea than yeah hold it out with one arm just blow the thing's head off it's like okay you're a little looks way cooler but it's like you look a little awkward same with (laughs) jill you know holding her guns with one arm Uh, or like scrunched in against their chest so you can't see where you're aiming with your arms bent yeah with with their pistols yeah and it's just like okay maybe maybe try it this way because maybe you'll look a little more natural with a shotgun instead of trying to hold it outstretched with one arm it's just a really it's really obvious 
when the work is put in and when it's not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Doom, the work was put in. They, they had people who trained, who knew tactics, who knew how to hold a gun and who knew strategy. And, and it showed and it made those kind of sequences way more interesting. Meanwhile, these guys are holding their guns like they're fucking like 1990s video game characters, which I guess they are. And, and like, just not, there's, there's, there was no effort made to make it to train look them legitimate. Yeah, because Mila Jovovich, because you can obviously tell just by the editing that she can't fight. She's not a fighter. So they should have. Or or, or if she is, they didn't want to make the time and effort to do it properly and and take the risks or whatever. That that could be a case, too. Yeah. Like not enough money or not enough whatever to, to do it fully, I guess. But. Yeah, it's like we've used our entire budget on this nemesis suit. <laughs> we blew it all on that and like five zombies so you're gonna have to figure it out the other the other problem i had with an emesis in this too is he was just a bioweapon he wasn't human before and they gave him like pretty much the same story arc as fucking robocop they even gave him directives yeah i mean on one hand i get it there, there's a trend of video games in this time period to really go for that like hud view that makes it makes people... sense like i'm not i'm not saying that but it's just even his even his story arc is like he's like this uncon like he's just this machine and then he starts to well it would have been more interesting if he actually just started to rediscover his humanity but at the end after he has the piss beaten out I mean, of him he he starts to remember yeah and and i do think that making him a person and making him have a personal connection with Alice was a good choice because it gives more of a personal element to the fight where now now I mean that that isn't to say that it was very it wasn't well executed like my name is Nico because... Montoya you killed my father prepared to die <laughs> yeah cuz cuz i mean <laughs> it wasn't it, like at that the, <laughs> at the first part when they first meet, maybe it was just me, but it seemed real fucking obvious that he that he was Matt, that that Matt was the 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 nemesis, and and it seemed to me like Alice knew because of those flashbacks she kept having where she was seeing that like it it seemed pretty clear that she knew it was Matt, and we knew it was Matt, so why did she not have more hesitation fighting him in the beginning? And why did they make it like some attempted reveal that it was Matt this whole time when <laughs> obviously everybody fucking knew that. <laughs> so like it would have been way more interesting for her to grapple with that in like an arc where she meets them. They, they maybe they start fighting and then she isn't sure. But then like there's something that triggers it and she knows like when she gets up close and sees yeah. his eyes. Yeah. Do that the first time. So she knows. And then she's got to grapple with that for the rest of the movie. Like, if you're going to put in this character relationship between villain and hero, make it fucking matter. Make it have an, a purpose and use it. Don't just kind of abandon it and then try and throw it in last minute at the end of the movie and just uh, hope that people feel something. Yeah, it's just like, oh, and by the way, Nemesis is mad. <gasps> I knew that five minutes into the movie. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you want to reward your audience for figuring it out. But, I mean, they got to put a bit of work into it. You have to make, you have yeah, to make the audience think make a little it, bit. Make it less obvious. If you want it to be a big reveal, make it less fucking obvious at the beginning. And then put some like little pieces that make you think it. But don't fucking tell us in, like, minute 10 and then act like it's some big fucking surprise at, at the hour 10 mark. Like, we know, everybody knows, it was sold as a, as a reveal because she seemed surprised by it. Even though there's, like, there's no way she didn't know. She still was acting like she was surprised by this revelation. Yeah, exactly. So either... 
I am smarter than Alice, and I'm pretty fucking dumb, so if I'm smarter than Alice, that's a real problem. Or, somebody forgot something somewhere along the line. <laughs> that, that's just my excuse from now on. Oh, she just forgot. <laughs> She's got amnesia, okay? <laughs> Alright, she just forgot that Matt was, like, in the, in the thing and <laughs> waiting for her, and, like, oh yeah, she just kind of forgot about dragons, you know? <laughs> Well, the other thing is, too, is, like, because uh, she's like, oh, my God, it's the nemesis. Run. Right. But, like, she was head of security at the hive. But I don't really that's in the that was explained in the first one. So I don't really get, you know, if she's head of security at the hive, she really shouldn't know about the nemesis because nobody I mean, but she the, heard the she flashbacks. Heard, yeah, she heard them say it. But, like, how does she know what the she, nemesis she is? She saw it. Based on those flashbacks, it looked to me like they were in the same room. Like she could turn her head and see... Oh, yeah. I I forgot about that. (laughs) So I think that's what it is. But that's where it's also like we see those flashbacks at the beginning and it's revealed. We see her turn her head and we see them working on Matt beside her. Right. Fuck yeah. So like we know... (laughs) We know that that's a thing. So why is this <laughs> shit? Yeah, it's probably because right? I uh, I got up and walked away from this a few times because as I <laughs> as as I was watching this, I was just getting more impatient and kind of frustrated with it. So the other the other gripe I have about this is the costume design, and I'm not talking about well, okay. Jill's Jill's costume is absolutely ridiculous for the for the situation. Like, there's no reason yeah, she mean, should be, she should be in a tube top and mini skirt. I get no, it. No, she's it's video a game accurate. Apocalypse. She yeah. She I mean she's video game accurate. That's cool. In the movie, it's explained away as a heat wave. That's why they're dressed like that. Even though they shot this movie in like the fall in Toronto or like yeah like late fall in Toronto, so they were freezing <laughs> when they were shooting this. So I gotta I gotta give them props for that, just being out in those clothes at those temperatures. Like Yeah. Dude. So props props to them for that. But my main gripe was Alice's fucking pants. So she cut off <laughs> she had like one pant leg. It's like what is so that makes no I, sense. It's like that would be getting caught on fences, it'd be falling down all the time. Like what is which the Which it never does. Yeah. It never falls down, so something's <laughs> holding it up. Yeah, it's like And I don't I don't think I, we ever saw it tear off No. For a reason. Like I'm looking no. I'm looking at the cover right now and I'm trying to figure out why she would only have one pant leg. And there's no reason for it maybe for no no, there is not yeah because i was like i was gonna say like maybe so her gun like so her pants don't get caught on her gun holster but on her other leg she has another gun holster on her other leg so it's like and and like the the part of her pant leg that's (laughs) like on the bottom is poofy and baggy and would just get (laughs) caught on fucking everything anyways so like that that doesn't explain it yeah it's just what is the point like she just had to make some customizations. Like mm, I have to look more unique than everybody. What can I do I'm not to like punk steal... enough? <laughs> what can I do to steal everybody else's thunder in this? <laughs> like that's so stupid. Like one pant leg. I don't know. Alice isn't isn't a, a character from the games, right? No, she was created strictly for the movie. Okay, so yeah. Because I was gonna say, I mean, maybe they're trying to go with that video gamey look like they did with with uh with jill she who is the only character who looks like she's out of a video game everybody else is just like i'm a soldier i'm like well actually no nemesis net well nemesis too <laughs> but also the um zombie dogs lj yeah i he can looks see like he's, he looks yeah. like he's out of like yeah. saints row or, or like um what was that uh what was that fucking game um dead dead rising was it where you're in the mall yeah that's dead yeah rising, yeah, yeah he he looks like a character you'd see in dead rising or something yeah so i guess uh, you know there's two characters that look like they could be in a video game and then fucking alice is like hey i want to be on this train too <laughs> i want to be unique yeah and the thing that 
I mean, I, I don't have like a huge attachment to the Resident Evil games, but just because of how much I dislike Alice's character is that she actually steals Claire Redfield's scene from a completely different game where she's getting chased by the helicopters. And they're like, I oh, well, it, I Claire isn't like in this. Completely different game. Or are you talking about a different scene? Because the one I'm thinking of is the one where she like drops the gun and then catches it. Yeah, yeah, and, that. Well, yeah, I mean, so from a different. Stupid, yeah, I mean, it's from from a different Resident Evil game. I should okay. say. Yeah, it's, it's from Resident Evil Three, but Resident Evil Three is the one that has the plot line of this movie, basically. Yeah, well, the the scene where she drops the gun and catches it, and she's getting chased by the helicopters and oh, everything. Oh wait, that was from. Code Veronica. Code Veronica. Okay. Yeah. Which is which takes place like a few years after the third one, I think. Okay. Either but way, yeah. it's so dumb. Regardless, <laughs> like you're if you're facing off against soldiers, dropping your gun is not going to distract them. They're not going to look away from you, and falling over to catch it is not going to make you not get shot. And <laughs> the risk involved with the gun being pointed in the right direction. Like there's yeah, exactly. There's so many unknowns about that. Like the way that would go down is she dropped the gun. Then she'd start to fall after it. And then they would all panic and they'd shoot her full of bullets before (laughs) she could even put her hands on it. Like that's how that would go. Imagine if they didn't react. And what if the gun just hit the ground and then just shot her in the head just by accident? (laughs) Like what if she missed it? It was just like bang. And then she was (laughs) just got her in the head. (laughs) and they're like oh shit well that backfired uh sir she's down uh she she shot herself yeah she shot herself i know you wanted her alive (laughs) but uh she killed herself (laughs) (laughs) she must have uh really not wanted to come quietly Uh, yes i know fuck (laughs) sorry sir there was nothing we could do (laughs) we tried so hard (laughs) Oh, fuck. The, the other thing going on about shit characters do that don't make any sense. The ending has so many fucking questions. I have so many questions. Like, how did these people know where the clone was being kept? Yeah. How did they know that she was how did they show up at exactly the instant she was walking out the door? <laughs> yeah, like they how knew when they, she was going to wake up. How did they end up being there and even getting in? Yeah, because their their faces were plastered all over TV. Yeah, and they weren't like, hiding their faces. Yeah, Everybody yeah, exactly. knew who they were. Yeah, it's but, like, <laughs> they look familiar. Okay, theory. Theory time. We're going we're gonna to do a bit of theory here for a second. So, Mr. Bossman, Jorah, Sir Jorah, I'm just going to call him Sir Jorah, because that's who he is, um, tells them to let her go, and to activate Project Alice. So maybe, maybe these people are actually working for him, and they were waiting there for her, and this was all arranged outside of everybody's... Uh, awareness except for him because he knew even though he didn't look like he knew it it looked like he was just as surprised as fucking everybody else trying to keep up the charade yeah maybe he orchestrated this whole thing so that they could get out because that's the literally the only explanation for how that could make sense i also like the part (laughs) where she's you know they're kind of jogging your memory or whatever. And then she starts having all these flashbacks. She's like, my name, my name. And then the guy's like, sir, uh, sir. And he's like, what is it? It's like, dude, don't you want to listen to the guy in front of the computer monitoring this while she's obviously freaking out in the corner? Oh, he wasn't paying attention. He was too wrapped up in his own head of like telling other people what to do because I'm the big boss man and I know what has to be done. So just fucking listen to me. Meanwhile, the monitor's like, beep, 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 beep. And the guy's like, sir. And she's like, (laughs) oh, there's so many things going on and he doesn't even notice. Yeah. And he doesn't even try to pay attention. He's just like, what is it? What is it, lackey? It's like, like you dumb fuck. He deserved. Yeah. To, Why didn't he die? 
because he he's, died. he's an important character who's needed for the plot, so he's got special armor. It's called plot oh, right. armor, yeah, right, and it's right. unbreakable. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, I mean, he has it in, um, he has it in Game of Thrones, so he might as well have it here too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, other there, than there that, there was like there was some really cool moments throughout. There was yeah moments of of exciting things and and they were all defined by really strong character moments and and really clear action like her running down the building was, yeah you could tell okay what was happening yeah it was clear it was easy to watch it wasn't yeah. like headache nausea inducing <laughs> to to exist in it yeah yeah 100 percent. i also liked i, I liked um nemesis is intro like i like when they just see him walking down and then the guy just starts shooting at him and he just blows him up from behind that billboard yeah that was pretty cool <laughs> i like that nemesis was cool i gotta say it, like, it was a, that was a really like his uh, it was his a faithful suit. adaptation yeah. yeah yeah it looked more or less correct it was it was well brought to and the practicality of it looked really mm. nice yeah because yeah, the VFX, when there are VFX in this, did not look very good. Like they weren't awful, but there was a lot of moments of like that. The liquors, the liquors in particular. I remember in the first movie, they at least had some layers in detail to them. In this, they kind of just looked like red jello. And and they also stood out because they did not have the same texture as yeah. everything else. Yeah, like they they didn't feel like they were lit properly for the room, mm-hmm. and they didn't mm-hmm. have the same sort of like they. It looked like they had a CG asset that they dumped in afterwards and didn't <laughs> put anything into it to like. Now, I mean, I don't know that much about computer generated graphics. I those are not effects that I've dabbled in too much. And I, I know that they're difficult, and I know that, you know, this is 2004, which was pretty early on in the CG era. So, I, I don't want to be too too nitpicky on that part, but it just didn't age very well. In the same way that, like, Scooby-Doo didn't age very well in, what was that, Spooky <laughs> Island? Uh, you ever yeah, watched yeah. that one? Oh, yeah, the first one, yeah. Super uncomfortable CG in that, too. yeah. Well, there, I think because of that movie, there was there were theories that surfaced online that basically just said, like, well, what if Scooby-Doo is not a real dog? He's just an alien. I was like, well, yeah, I, I that makes more think, sense. I think that he's a figment of Shaggy's uh, stoned brain, <laughs> personally. Shaggy's just always high and imagines this dog. And yeah. the rest of them are just like, well... <laughs> We're going to go with this because he's got an imaginary <laughs> friend. So. Yeah, Sh- Shaggy's got issues. It's fine. We're just, we're, we're, we're his handlers. It's okay. We just make sure he doesn't get into trouble. Like Zoinks gang, I think I took too much LSD. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> the flashbacks, they're happening again. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you made, made Scooby-Doo, and this is like a conversation I was not planning on having, but what if you made... <laughs> What if you made Scooby-Doo like a psychological horror where like Scooby-Doo is just a, a figment of Shaggy's imagination and just started to turn on him? I mean, I would be very surprised if there was not some form of that <laughs> online somewhere. That'd but be if awesome. If there isn't, uh, we heard it here first. Yeah. And uh, it would make a really damn good piece of fan fiction. Yeah, cause... like make it make it like it meets Scooby-Doo. Oh man, or something so good, and and everybody else around him is just treating him like a complete moron. Meanwhile, he's like, "No, man, I swear, there's this talking dog. He's following me around everywhere." Shaggy, Scooby died ten years ago. You gotta let it go, man. Stop taking that acid and get your life together. Slams the mystery machine door on him. Shaggy pulls out a bong and just starts ripping on it real hard. Imagine if Scooby-Doo is actually killed by one of the people that they caught. Like, remember Old Man Vickers killed him. And then there's oh, like a yeah. there's like a flashback of them unmasking him. And then Old Man Vickers like pulls out a like a pistol or something and just shoots Scooby. Oh, God. <laughs> We've just created something beautiful here, Paul. And it came from Resident Evil 2 of all places. Of all 
all fucking places. <laughs> I, I was not expecting to have this conversation no. either. So no, I, mean, <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> I'm glad you do. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just dark fucking Scooby-Doo, like where they're, they're like real cops or something. Yeah, I and mean, that mystery machine is a Hummer. <laughs> my, my favorite thought... Uh, experiments are taking really lighthearted, happy, or bright things and trying to turn them into really dark, gritty, shitty things. Like, before Star Wars started trying to do that itself, I was always on the lookout for, like, like realistic, gritty, like, you know, indie art of, fan art of, like, Star Wars in a dark, shitty war world that's, like, kind of realistic. Because that's just the kind of stuff I like. I say this all the time. I try really hard not to be completely uh, negative when talking about movies like this. But yeah, uh, and it's it's not all negative. It's, it's mostly not all negative. Bad. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun watching it one time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like yeah. every ten years, maybe I could come back to it and watch it again if I cared to. Yeah, but I mean overall, it's. It's a fun movie. It's very much a product of the early 2000s. Mm. There was just five to ten years of the same kind of thing. And it. I think that's kind of why it feels dated now is because, you know, looking back on it from a... On the zombie hype train? Well, the zombie hype train and the video game hype train and, like, mm-hmm. the, the sort of mindless action train, which that part is still kind of around, but I, I think that... At the time, people really wanted that, and yeah, I, and it it it's not that it was ever good, but more that it was new, and so people watched it. But now that we've got some space from that, we can look back and kind of question our our moral compass when we <laughs> <laughs> when we made these and why we enjoyed them but yeah um, i mean i i used to really like this movie like i mostly because yeah like I, I was i was into like the zombie apocalypse stuff and it's i don't know there was just something about it that attracted to attracted me to this movie when i was younger but now i'm just like probably because i've seen much better movies since then i'm just like and i i've also learned a lot more about movies and now this movie is more or less, for the most part, just a painful experience for me. Yeah, I mean, the, zombies have always been really appealing to people, and there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of academic writing on it, even which is kind of surprising. Like, there's an entire like essay called the Zombie Manifesto, and that's like an academic paper on that. I I think in a lot of ways talks about the same kind of stuff that like Shaun of the Dead talks about. You know, it's, oh, okay, we're, right. We're, it people are fascinated by them because because they're us, but they're not. They're us. us. Yeah, exactly. Right? And yeah. and so it makes it more horrifying. And it's there. There's always going to be something about the idea that people are fascinated with. Yeah. It's just you it's can like only zombies. handle so you, much <laughs> of it at a time. Yeah, you can kill a zombie. It's it's like having uh, one of those. Um, stretch armstrong things it's like you can kill a zombie you can beat a zombie you can you know you can do all these things to a zombie (laughs) yeah yeah i just had a thought actually there's there's this this trend in pop culture or just culture in general of stories or ideas and and like popular things being cyclical trends being cyclical so every 20 or 30 years usually will have gone through a cycle and and something that was popular 20 or 30 years ago will be back in vogue again um and i I wonder if that's just because there's like with zombies there's only so many stories you can tell about zombie apocalypses even if you are the most creative person on the planet at a certain point you just you cannot tell a story that is not yeah rehashing the same thing yeah, but really. if you if you tell it like ten or fifteen times, and then you wait thirty years, people have forgotten mostly. Yeah, and you and can there's tell a it whole with new a different generation spin, of people who didn't grow up on it. So now you've got these this new generation who's getting into it, 
And then you've got their parents who were like, oh, I remember loving this shit 20 years ago. Let me get my kid into it. And then you enjoy it for the nostalgia and they enjoy it because it's new. So it just builds this this cycle of, of stuff, trends. But I think I think we've beat this horse. We beat right this. Off. I mean, um, we beat oh. this dead horse too much. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> You're welcome. You can use that liberally. On that note, Resident Evil Two Apocalypse. It's meh. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always,